This is the Rich Eisen Show. This is the third year of Tattoo Bets. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This year, the loser mm-hmm. has to get the Rich Eisen Show logo tattooed. On, on oh, said yeah. butt. And who's handling your fantasy football I would team? like TJ to do it. Today's guests, Basketball Hall of Famer Ray Allen, NC State quarterback Devin Leary, Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, plus Broncos running back Melvin Gordon. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live from Los Angeles, California on a very busy Sports Wednesday. We've got a lot going on. We've got four guests on this show. We've got you at 844-204-RICH, whether you're watching on NBC Sports on Peacock, whether you're listening us. Uh, l- listening to us on NBC Sports uh, Audio, Sirius XM Channel 211, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, smart enough to have us if you're streaming us in your ear gate on Odyssey. If you're listening to us later on on our podcast, we say hello to all of you. And we say hello to Chris Brockman in his spot over there. Good to see you, sir. Good day, Rich. Any stories going uh, on this good week? Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. <laughs> good to How see are you, Rich. I'm doing well. TJ Jefferson taking the middle key. Good to see you over there, sir. <laughs> hey, Cowboys won this week, so it's going to be great. There's so much going on right <laughs> oh, now. I got to <laughs> tell you, there is so much going on right now from the uh, explosive New book that's coming out from our buddy Seth Wickersham, who's scheduled to be on this show next week, if not sooner. Um, Whether it's the NBA saying anybody who's unvaccinated and misses games because a municipality says their unvaccinated status uh, does not allow them to play in uh, the indoor facility in that city, a.k.a. New York and San Francisco. Uh, If you uh, if, if you are not allowed to play, you're not getting paid, as the NBA said about that. Uh, a, a possible future Hall of Fame player joining the New England Patriots just in time for the book to come out and also what's going on on Sunday Night Football on NBC. The baseball playoffs coming to a head. All of those stories going on out there and the top story, without a doubt, is I got a new chair and this feels <laughs> great. I mean, I, I'm sitting in a new chair. It's the first chair I've had, new chair I've had on this set in seven years. And I came to, I mean, I put my, you know, I put my, my, my butt in this chair. I'm like, wow, I'm going to have a great show today. I'm sitting up straight. I mean, that it old chair was good. ready for the I know it was. Keep rich. I know. It's like and, and this, I'm, this is what a show this is going to be. I mean, rich. Michael Irvin's on the show. We've got the running back from the three and Denver Broncos. Melvin Gordon's on this program. Yeah. We're giving out our Gorilla Glue toughest player on planet Earth award to the kid uh, at NC State and Devin Leary, who uh, beats Clemson, Ooh. knocks Clemson out of the top ten for the first time in six years. Uh, and then you know, first up on the show is going to be uh, basketball Hall of Famer Ray Allen. Yes. So we've got a ton of stuff to talk about right here. And let's start <laughs> with what our buddy Seth Wickersham from ESPN is putting out there in the universe, his new book that's coming out called It's Better to Be Feared, Great Name, that's going to be published next week, uh, or a couple weeks from now, actually, pardon me, on October 12th. And um, ESPN, I don't know how they got this uh, scoop, but, you know, I think it's because... Seth Wickersham gets a paycheck, (laughs) and totally understandable. And look, um, the story coming out of New England for years, the whispers in the league that turns into shouts sometimes, it's it's no secret that 
Brady and Belichick were grinding gears, not just at the end of Brady's stay there, but throughout Brady's stay there. And they made it work along with Robert Kraft, who was the one who hired Belichick away from the Jets as the HC of the NYJ, and then handed Belichick the reins that, as you know, Bill Parcells was gear grinding about with Kraft at the very outset of Robert Kraft's ownership of the New England Patriots. He wanted to shop for the groceries, and Belichick got a lot of what Belichick, uh, got a lot of what Parcells wanted. And he had the full reign of the franchise and made an incredible sixth-round draft choice, 199th overall. Nobody knew it at the time. But we all know it now, don't we? And throughout that entire time, the question was, is how difficult was it to be around Belichick when he was in charge of everything and how Brady would take hometown discounts and how he felt about it and how he felt about not having enough of a say as to how that money that the Patriots were saving because of his largesse was being spent on players to support Brady and how much Kraft was taking credit for all of it or what credit he was receiving for all of it. And then, of course, he would be left holding the bag quite a bit when there was Spygate and Deflategate and all the gates and how that would fray at everyone's nerves and how somehow, some way, they were able to keep it together for two decades, which we're never going to see again. Never. I'm very confident in saying you're never going to see coach and quarterback attached at the hip for 20 years anymore. And it worked. And of course, this week, we're all talking about why it didn't keep working <laughs> after 20 years and six banners and and all of that. I mean, this is this is not a new tale. But in the same way, when we on NFL Network make a television show out of the schedule, despite already knowing who plays who and who plays who where. We just don't know the when. Those are the important details, right? But you already know, you know, the players and the storylines. Once they get together, the question is just a when. That's it. In the same way, we already know the players and we already know the storylines. We just now have a bunch of important details that we did not know beforehand. To wit, Brady wanting to say goodbye in person to Belichick and Belichick telling him he was busy and they did it over the phone where he told him he's the best player the league had ever seen. But uh, just doing it over the phone showed how badly the duo's relationship had deteriorated, deteriorated over the years. Kraft calling Belichick once upon a time the, quote, biggest effing um, orifice in my life. <laughs> I don't know why I could say effing, but not a-hole, but I just did. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why he did that. Um, the concept of who's, we were all talking about Belichick handling the succession of Brady. How about this? Bill, Bill O'Brien told a colleague he tried to get fired as coach of the Texans because he thought he might be able to succeed Belichick, according to this book. Yep. Uh, Bill was an idiot savant, Robert Kraft told a confidant, according to the book. I gave him this opportunity, again. The credit conversation. If there was an NFL franchise in Los Angeles, Tom Brady might have been trying to force a trade there earlier, according to those close to him. I don't want to play for Bill anymore, Brady is quoted as saying to friends that he told people close to him in 2017. After the league meetings in 2008 and full bloom of the whole Spygate stuff, uh, Bill Belichick and Eric Mangini, Mangini and I had a fist fight. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Because Mangini's wife, Julie, tried to ease the tensions, and Belichick, according to the book, blew her off. When uh, Eric found out from Mrs. Mangini, uh, that's when the fisticuffs nearly went out. Mike Martz, the Rams coach. <laughs> In Super Bowl 36, now our buddy Marshall Falk swears that they had their red zone practices recorded in the Superdome. He said that before. Uh, Mike Martz thought that New England had videotaped the Rams' practices during the week. He told a confidant, according to the the book, I'd like to hang Belichick by the hashtag D's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. And then one of the greatest mysteries that we've been talking about in Super Bowl history. Right. We're like, will we ever get an answer as to why uh, Marshawn didn't get the ball on the goal line a second time, right? Right. In the Super Bowl where Malcolm Butler jumped in subsequently and grabbed an interception, and, and we all know the history of, of who has the ring and who does not. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, uh, the Super Bowl in Minnesota, Patriots v. Eagles, Malcolm Butler was a bench, but... A dress, but a bench. Not a healthy scratch. He dressed and then was in one snap. On special teams. And then we all know, you know, Nick Foles had a day. Mm-hmm. Could have used Malcolm Butler. According to the book, in the lead-up to Super Bowl 52, Malcolm Butler and defensive coordinator Matt Patricia traded heated words at practice over the former Super Bowl's hero's lack of effort. At a team party after the loss, Butler responded to teammates asking why he was benched by saying, these dudes, referring to the coaches, according to the book, these, and then there is a word that I really won't even attempt to say. Can I say it? Well, no. <laughs> and that's just for starters. Yeah. So we all know, media is all over the place in New England this week. Man. Do we have it? What Belichick had to say? Because Belichick st- stepped up there and he just talked about the elephant in the room. Um, anything going on? Hey, guys, any stories? That's this what week? he said. Any stories this week? <laughs> and we're, we're waiting to hear how the rest of it went. I mean, because that's apparently going on right now. I imagine he's moved on to Tampa Bay, who, by the way, will field Richard Sherman. As if this game doesn't have enough of a backdrop in which Brady is returning to the place where he raised six banners to take on the head coach whose relationship with him uh, definitely was strained and frayed or what have you. And it's totally reasonable after 20 years of working together in the NFL when that doesn't ever happen. And the fact that Brady's coming back and he's going to set the all-time record for most passing yards in a game when he throws for his 69th yard. Nice which is definitely the word that Gronk would use for that, I'm sure. It has to go to Gronk, by the way. So, you know, so that's going to happen on Sunday night. Now, Richard Sherman, who's a free agent, he signs with Tampa. And he announced it in his podcast, which we're still scrubbing and listening to. Does he, does, does he talk about his personal? Uh, he mentioned his stuff that's going his, on with him. What's going on in the offseason uh, to begin the program. I was only a few minutes into it when the. Okay. When the He's got a pretrial hearing scheduled for Friday. Yeah. He's going to play Sunday on Sunday Night Football in front of the whole country in the, the most watched regular season game we're going to see in quite some time. Arrested in July in connection with an incident at the home of his wife's parents. We all heard about it this summer and we were all shocked because it was 
You can't even use the words out of character for him. He's pleaded not guilty. All, all five charges, misdemeanors, including two counts of domestic violence, criminal trespass in the second degree, and malicious mischief in the third degree, resisting arrest, driving while under the influence, reckless endangerment of roadway workers. So I'm imagining that will all get addressed according to uh, all reports. The Buccaneers did their proverbial due diligence and feel like everything's in place. So Mac Jones is going to look down and see one of the greatest shutdown corners this league's seen in this century. And Brady's the one who called him up and said, what's up? Why don't you come play with me? Which is exactly the type of stuff he wanted to have in New England. Yep. And which is why Seth Wickersham, the author, puts the finest point on it for this week and for his book. I'll read to it. Tom Brady had been curious if there was another way of winning. And while nobody was arguing that Bruce Arians was a better coach than Bill Belichick or even close, the seamlessness of Brady's proficiency and performance was making his former coach's methodologies look antiquated, even silly. It was better to be feared, but was it necessary? That's your backdrop to Sunday Night Football. <laughs> O-M-G. Wow. And Brady's talking today. At least he's normally scheduled on a Wednesday. Everybody's going to put this in a box of the week, I'll tell you that. Now, according to this story, and, you know, but Wickersham was on a couple of weeks ago and said that he has talked to Belichick and he has talked to, I mean, he has obviously relationships with these guys. According to this story, um, Belichick, Brady, and Kraft all would not be interviewed for this book. But there sure is a ton of background information, it seems. Patriots did not respond to requests for comments on this story I just read to you from ESPN that is bullet pointing so many things from this book. I left out a ton. Yeah, Albert uh, said that Bill was asked to characterize his current relationship with Tom Brady a few minutes ago. Quote, good. It's always been good. I'm sure Brady feels differently, and I'm sure that's the way Belichick views it. And I just want to put one last point on this for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is gonna be something we're gonna tell forever, and there will be another thirty for thirty or something like it coming out oh. a decade from now, where 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 we'll hear more and more and more and more and more. Hopefully, we don't have to wait a decade. This went on for twenty years. We're never gonna see it again. It was one of the most successful relationships, strained or awkward or however you want to put it, ever, ever. Owner, coach, quarterback, ever. There's six of those banners that'll be on display on Sunday night. Six of them. So there's that. <laughs> it's just the question about the Machiavellian way of living life. Look it up if you need to. Right. I will just tell you, do the ends justify the means? Is it better to be feared yep. than loved? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. 20 years <laughs> and six banners, I think, give you the answer on that in the NFL. Now the question is what happens Sunday night and what happens now that the two of them have been separate. One of them already has a Super Bowl. Oh, man. Let's I think we're going to see a 50-burger, man. The Red Wedding is what Tom Turner It's coming. From Mike, from Mike Giardi, Rich, Belichick claims that the uh, report he didn't want to meet with Brady in person, quote, not true. Okay. It's all coming. These questions are all going to be there. Yep. 
844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. When I come back, I've got uh, four downs. My four downs this week before we get to Ray Allen. My fourth down is red hot. (laughs) It's red hot, and it involves a team that wears red that normally has zero hot takes associated with them. Hmm. That's a hint. That's coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show with Ray Allen lurking. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed can you still believe Brady and Belichick are back at it? Still, I mean, it's, it's incredible. The number of the number of teams, and with all due respect, first ballot Hall of Famers that they prevented from getting to where they have now gone for a ninth time. Wow! You could just run the list here. I can't believe they're still here. Yeah. So I played eleven years. Yes, you did. They have been to the Super Bowl nine times. What the hell? And I didn't get there once. Right. Think about that. Right. And I was one pick away from being drafted by the Patriots. What happened? The Chargers drafted no, me. I know that. I know that's what happened. They didn't. They didn't. But, but so come I, up, they didn't come up and come get you. So or? I went to. Uh, so I went on a visit to the Patriots, and that's when Charlie Weiss was the offense coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I go to Boston, and I, I really like to visit. I like Charlie. I love Charlie Weiss. Did you meet with Bill? I did meet with Bill. You know, we sat in his office right above the stadium, right there where you're looking out at the stadium. And we really just sat there. We really didn't talk about much. We just looked at each other. You know? What do you mean? So, what what do you mean, mean you just looked we, at each we other? Just kinda, like we just kind of stared like st- in each other's eyes, you know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it was awkward? Is no, I mean, I just, you know, you know how Bill is. He just, there's only a few things he probably wants to know about you. And I, I guess he was trying to get a sense of, 
you know, was I passionate about football? As most coaches coaches do, you right. want to invest a first round pick on a guy. You want to make sure they're passionate. And so, uh, but after that, we just kind of, you know, I don't remember much conversation. So, do you think? Because I'm like, you're fifth overall, and they're choosing six. I think they had the sixth pick. They had the sixth pick. This is the year that Brady was about to be. Yeah, he's Mo Lewis be- into. Exactly. Greatness, okay? And so this is coming off of the 2000 season in which Brady was drafted. Right. And Bledsoe and the Patriots didn't do as well as they had thought they could. Do you think they would have chosen you if you were available? Well, they said they were going to choose me. Charlie Wise promised me if I was there at six because they needed a running back. They needed a running back bad that year. And so, uh, yeah, when the Chargers drafted me, I think they took Richard Seymour. Richard Seymour, yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, worked they, out. Did, they, they worked, worked, out, worked there. out there. They worked out. <laughs> but have you ever brought up to Brady when you've seen him? Like, no, I, never brought it up. You could have been robbing his Batman. I, I, always, <laughs> I always thought about, you know, what, what would that be like? With I'll all due respect to right Antoine now. Smith. All due respect. Yeah, I know, right? To Antoine yeah. Smith. Yeah, I know. It would have been a little different. <laughs> a little yeah. different. No way. Yeah. I'm kind of getting freaked out. Right <laughs> now. I was at the uh, Super Bowl in Atlanta. And the Patriots uh, won that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We had a great time in Atlanta. We sure did. Shaq, yeah, yeah, sure the live studio yeah. audience, that was yeah. so much fun. That was fun. Oh, sure it is. I'm, I'm being halfway serious about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, TJ's got some <laughs> moments that were not the best. Back greatest. on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Ray Allen's going to join us in about 19 minutes' time. I, I'm, I'm going to ask him, because as you know, he was there for Paul Pierce, right? Uh, yes, when Pierce was inducted to the Hall of Fame we, uh, earlier this summer. When are we getting the 30 for 30 on the breakup of those Celtics? Um, <laughs> Would not be a good one? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think we're going to need some more people to be cool with Ray Allen first. Well, he was there for Paul Pierce at his Hall of Fame induction, right? Yeah, Pierce is the one that's trying to bridge the gap with Rondo and KG. Because he left for the Heat. Others guys. Yeah, cause he, he joined the enemy. Yeah, he joined the enemy. Well, so did Durant once upon a time, right? Uh, yeah. And he's Durant's not cool with some people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh other thing i want to ask him uh about is what's it like to you know did did he ever lose confidence in his shot ever in his life Ooh. think yeah i don't know if i want to take that shot like get the yips i don't know i mean that's the crux of why ben simmons has had his course run in philadelphia or at least his course with joel Embiid run wait a second right? <laughs> Right? We can't ever put Ray Allen shooting a ball and Ben Simmons well, in the same you know what I'm saying? No, no, page I of a book. Just the sense about what it, what it's like to be a shooter in the NBA. And do you lose? Does even one of the greatest shooters of all time have a confidence issue ever in his life? I don't know. Don't have it today. I'm just going to stop shooting. I doubt it. I'm, I well, doubt it too, but I don't as know. As one of the greatest shooters that you know, Rich. Oh, I mean, wow. No, never. He might be the best shooter in, this, in the studio right now. So. <laughs> Very good. Excellent content. Michael Irvin, hour number two. Let's Melvin go. Gordon, hour number three. Uh, we are feverishly gaining all the sound from New England that we are getting as Belichick was made available an hour after ESPN dot com put out the story based on one of their top reporters seth wickersham's book highly anticipated book it's better to be feared on the brady belichick craft years in new england pulling the lid back just in time for sunday night football brady to return come on wow so we'll get on all that and plus uh it appears uh christopher that we um 
we uh, created a bit of a conundrum, firestorm, if you will, in South Florida. We didn't. Dilfer didn't really either. But Trent Dilfer, we had him on yesterday yeah. talking about Tua. Uh, Tungo Vailoa wanted to have him talk about all the quarterbacks out mm-hmm. there. He had an interesting take on Justin Fields and the processing that that young quarterbacks have a problem undertaking when they go from college to the pros to take all of their knowledge that they nail on the grease board and in the film room out to the field in real time with real-time action around them. That was great. You can see our, our Twitter feed at Rich Eisen Show or our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Go ahead and subscribe. Um, but I asked him about Tua because he's a Tua guy. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned that Tua's got a terrific play caller right now, Charlie Fry, except Charlie's the quarterback's coach. He's not known as the offensive coordinator. And a lot of people were saying, hey, you know, does Trent even know what he's talking about? And earlier today, Brian Flores was asked, is Charlie calling the plays? And what did he say, Christopher? Uh, if you want to throw up the, the tweet there, okay. uh, Mike Hoskins. Yeah, yeah, Flores was asked about this, reiterated that Charlie Fry is just the one that relays the play call to the quarterback. So he's the last line of defense, and that George Gotze and Eric Studisville are the actual offensive coordinators, but the play calling is a collaborative, collaborative effort. effort. And that Fry is the final voice sending the play to the quarterback. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll get that sound bite <laughs> later on, and we'll play for you what Trent did later on. We're getting ducks in a row. I mean, there's only so much news that we can inadvertently break <laughs> and cover. Right. <laughs> you know, there's only one Rich Eisen show to go around. So we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things like what I, I, I honestly didn't think much of I, my first thought was he said well we'll talk about it later because uh, I just want to make sure that we're as yes. on time as possible for Ray Allen and my four downs because so much was happening yesterday got pushed to today every single uh, week during the NFL season I give you three observations three downs three takes on the NFL season that had just uh, a week of the season that just concluded and then a hot take I got one big hot take for you, Chris, and you don't think it's going to be that hot because it involves a team that normally has zero hot takes associated oh, with well, it. well, then I'm excited. Okay, here we go. Mike Del Tufo, let's do four downs, please. Hut, hut. Four downs with Rich. Here we go. First down. All righty, everybody. We're talking about rookie quarterbacks quite a bit these days, right? Always. Got a big assignment for Mac Jones coming up this weekend, right? Massive. All right, and he's uh, in terms of rookie quarterbacks that have started in the NFL this season with Mac Jones and Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and even Davis Mills. Uh, Mac's the only one with a W thus far. I mean, Trey Lance has not started. Trey Lance's team is two and one, but those are not on hey, Trey he's Lance's record. a handful okay, of players. Very good. Yeah. Uh, rookie head coach is taking lumps too, folks. Rookie head coach is taking lumps too. How about Urban Meyer 0-3? And potentially staring 0-4 right in the face going to 2-1 Cincinnati to kick off week four on Thursday Night Football exclusively on NFL Network. Robert Sala uh, in the New York Jet front office together uh, yet to come up with a win. As a matter of fact, zero touchdowns in the last two games. Yikes. They're 0-3. Dan Campbell, bless him. I told you in four downs a couple of weeks ago that the Lions are going to be must-see television. That was my hot take. And, oh, boy, are they. it. They're 0-3. But what an 0-3 that they yeah, are. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Arthur Smith staring 0-3 right in the face, but the Giants outjudged him. <laughs> and uh, they're 1-2. <laughs> David Culley. Hey, man. 
He could have. We, we would have absolutely. If we said one of the first year head coaches is going to be zero and three, we would have pegged Cully over every last one of them. But he's one and two, and so is Nick Sirianni. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the number of losses he's had in the first three weeks to the same exact number of carries Miles Sanders had on Monday <laughs> Night Football. That's odd. And the only one who's above 500, uh, Brandon Staley of your Los Angeles Chargers. Combined 5 and 16. 5 and 16. And good luck improving all of that. That is, you know, normally you got a new head coach is because your team just uh, got waxed in the previous season. And so far, so, so, uh, Dreadful for these rookie head coaches, and we wish them the best of luck moving on. Here's second down right second here. Second down. Tom Brady's out of his mind, right? You've seen it. He's out of his mind. Well, yeah. Last year, last week's four down prediction is he's going to throw 55 touchdowns in the season. That was my uh, my fourth down prediction. He's on a pace for 56. Even though he threw one touchdown pass, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> right. I should have said scores because he <laughs> snuck one in last week, too. I should have just said uh, total touchdowns, but I'll just stick with it. He's on fire. We can talk about all the quarterbacks on fire. Do you know who leads the league in passing through three weeks? Do you know who also leads the league in in total yards per game through three weeks? Do you know who's second in attempts and tied for second in completions? And that's not why I'm talking about Derek Carr's big month. I'm talking about what's to come. Because he's one of five quarterbacks undefeated right now, 3-0. And the month in front of him is where rubber begins to meet road. Let's see what happens now because the Raiders have now entered the dreaded zone of winnable games. And I'm sure Mayock's like, yeah, right. Like, what's winnable? Like, there's no such thing as winnable. Like, they're all either winnable and they're also losable. So shut up. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. This is my show. I'm now having a conversation with a man who's not even talking to me right now. He's in my head. You're in my head, Mike. Monday Night Football at the Chargers. Let's go. Let's Huge go. Game. You I'm go going. 4-0, Huge. and you send the Chargers yeah. to not only 2-2, uh, and but 0-2 at home with fans. And then here come the Bears into, into Vegas, and then you go to Denver. How big is that? Denver's got games in the against the AFC North next. Ravens and Steelers, can they get into 5-0? and Can that 5-0 and versus 5-0 and in Week 6? Maybe. And then you're home against Philadelphia. And then there's the bye after which you got the Giants and then your first game against the Chiefs. Big month. Big month. What if uh, 7-0? 6-1? 5-2 even? Big month for the Raiders and Derek Carr. Let's keep it up, basically. 17-0. One I, better than last thank year. Thank you very much. Third down. <laughs> Third down. I've got, a new, down. I've got another sleeper team for you. And my apologies to this team because the one that I previously had in the <laughs> NFC is still asleep in the Giants. I should have gone with the Panthers, hey, which is always leaning towards it. Hey, my other uh, one is the Chargers in the AFC. How they look? Yeah, that's nice. <sighs> Don't sleep on the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. I just, you know, I know that Cousins is building those plexiglass walls. But he's also slinging it around, and that's Justin Jefferson, and that's stealing, and when Cook's healthy and not, the guy from the $10 bill is running. Alexander Madison <laughs> and the defense, they came up with their backs against the wall, and if they didn't miss a field goal, and if they didn't fumble it in overtime in Cincinnati, you know what I'm saying? You are what you are, one and two. Easily could be three and zero, oh, and we could be talking about them being in front of Green Bay and Green Bay despite winning two in a row still looking up at the Vikings and don't sleep on them is all I'm saying I kind of have this this feeling this sneaky feeling I'm hooked on a feeling 
All right. Hooked on a Hooked on a feeling. I'm feeling groovy. Feeling you. Home for Cleveland, home for Cleveland, home for Detroit at Carolina bye week. I got a feeling. All right. It's a tough schedule. They've yet to play Green Bay yet. Just don't sleep on them. Don't sleep. Uh, All right. Let's go fourth down. Fourth down. All right, Rich. Hot take time. You've been teasing this. You said this team normally doesn't get a lot of hot takes thrown their way. What do you got? Hot take plank on the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go. Let's go. Sub 500. Hot take plank in Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody is down on them. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. One and two. What's wrong with Mahomes, right? The league's figured him out. They figured yep. him out. Our boy uh, and buddy Warren Sapp, number 99 in your program, nowhere in your heart. He was here in studio Monday. You see he's uh, tweeting out all these videos and tw- all 22s he's watching. Put out all 22 of, like, Tyron Matthew freelancing, not taking the cheese, and just he's like, what's wrong with the defense? And these are all legitimate concerns. Legitimate concerns. My fourth down, the Kansas City Chiefs will lose only one more time the rest of the regular Whoa. season. Oh, my God. 14 to 3? 14 to 3. Hey, well, that's three more than some people thought they were going to lose to start with. I understand that, but they're 1 and 2 right now, and everybody's down on them. They're figured out they're in last place. What's wrong with the Chiefs? How's this? How's that? You know, you got to. their defense is terrible. All they got to do is you get, get one or two takeaways, and you'll beat them because they can't stop anybody there, can't stop anything. One more time. 14 and 3, they'll all be laughing at us. Where's the loss? My next question. Great question. At Las uh, Vegas. You know, you've seen oh, Dallas. You've got the division games. You've got Dallas <laughs> at, at home. Chargers. November 21st. No, no, no. I got it. And then Green Bay. Week 5, staring right at you, man. Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that's going to be a good game. Because the Bills are, Tatanka is stampeding right now. And we'll be looking back, by the way. Remember last year? When the Jaguars lost their final 15 regular season games, the question was, how did they beat the Colts week one? Yeah. We could be looking back at, like, how the hell did the Bills lose to the Steelers week one? Got it. That could be the one time. And then they went out the rest. One more time. Enjoy what you got with the Chiefs feeling down, everybody. Wow. One more time. That's my four downs. <laughs> nice job, brother. Gosh. I was going to go two more times, but that's... That, I don't think that's, that's... That's not hot. That's not that hot. Yeah, one more time. Well, who do you think the one more time is? I mean, it's kind of obvious, yeah. Chris. It's not against Dallas at home. Come on! Ooh. It's a division game. It's a division game. Or, or or put it up one more time. Put it up one more time. Well, the Raiders got them twice last year, Week right? seven. I think so. Who do they constantly have trouble against? Yeah. Certainly at Tennessee. Well, teams that run the ball. Could be week seven. And then they don't lose. Could be Green Bay at home. I mean, what a schedule. Ooh, right? Their home Vegas, schedule. Who is telling us about that home schedule? Home schedule is very favorable. Was it like Stone Street? No, it's not I mean, favorable. it's tough, but I mean, they have the tough it's, teams at it's, home. It's every greatest hit. But they have the tough teams at home. Buffalo, Green Bay, eh, Dallas. Yeah. All home games. Vegas, want, week obviously. 10. Look at you. You're selling those tickets. Who are you lying? <laughs> you're never going to a home game this year. Yeah, you're never going to a Raider. You talk game. a big game I mean, when it comes was, to owning those tickets. Game, I told you guys. On, I'm a Rams you're fan. You're never going to spin. I'm a Rams fan. You're never going to be on the ones and twos for him, Mike, with that attitude. you got to go. true. Yeah, Mayock's going to see you in the building to put you behind the... Exactly. Mayock's you have to be there. there. The last person Mike Mayock is paying attention to in Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> is Mike, Mike Del Tufo. I can't believe that. We'll take true. a break. Let's come back. <laughs> we'll take a break. Let's come back. And when we come back... Basketball Hall of Famer Ray Allen 
will be joining us. Don't miss that. Michael Irvin also still to come in your calls at 844-204-RICH. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. We'd like to play a game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there. Okay. Where I will read out the facts. They will guess whether it's true meta or false meta, and then you will confirm. Okay, let's okay. do it. First uh, fact true. During my rookie season with the Chicago Bulls, I applied for a job at Circuit City. True meta or fake meta? I've heard this story. I believe that's true. Mike? I'm going with him. True. A true story? That's a true story. That's a true story. Did you get the job at Circuit City? I, I, I did get the job. I got wow. the job. I got my discount. I was trying to stay out of trouble. Okay. And I needed a job. <laughs> Next fact. I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the Billboard charts for 37 consecutive oh. nights. True meta? No or way. No way. No way. Is it fake meta? That is 100% true. <laughs> That's true. Oh. <laughs> That's true. I knew it was 37 weeks, album, but I wouldn't guess. All right. Next one. Right That's before his comeback with the Wizards, I broke, uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months i was so upset about it i didn't leave my house for days true meta or fake meta i think that's true i'm saying true that's true (laughs) (laughs) true. i love michael jordan my one of my well probably my favorite player you broke his ribs it was on accident it was a summertime pickup game and it was a intense game in 2010 an art show honoring me was held in toronto canada entitled lovable badass Eh, uh, f- uh, false. True. That's true. Yeah, we have a tie. 
guy. Oh, yeah. I was surprised, man. I couldn't believe it. It was a really good show. Lovable badass. <laughs> they just said, hey, we want to honor you. I'm like, for what? You know? And they just had all this art of but, me. All right, last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street. <laughs> oh, True meta or fake meta? Uh, based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I got to go true, too. That's I get true. I get That's true. true. That's true. It was an Indy 500 car. It was fun. <laughs> what city? You know, you, in, uh, Westwood. <laughs> Westwood. In UCLA? Yeah, they pulled me over. and um, <laughs> I mean. But it was street legal. That so, is fantastic. So it was street legal. It was, it was just legal. that you had an expired registration was the issue. The, what happened was the officer was like, what is this? That's why they pulled me over. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, they couldn't say I had my license. I had, was I had it an IndyCar? It was IndyCar, yeah. That's, but it, you know, you're you, young and dumb. How did you dumb. fit in that thing? I, I didn't really fit. <laughs> I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toes. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> oh, man. Go to our YouTube stream for our entire archives, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our radio show along with our Peacock stream and thrilled to have here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a basketball Hall of Famer whose professional career in the NBA began mere months after my broadcasting career began at ESPN. And the number of highlights I called with him, of him, um... Sitting next to Stu back in the day. He loved this guy. He's a legend. He is basketball Hall of Famer Ray Allen on the Rich Eisen Show. Brought to you by, as well, Abbott's Freestyle Libre 2 and new Freestyle Libre 2 iPhone app to help manage diabetes in a 24-7 way. Good to see you, Ray Allen, and chat with you. Always, Rich. Uh, you brought me down memory lane because I, I remember that uh, just Watching your career yeah. certainly paralleled mine because it's, it, you know, some time has gone by, but, you know, games have been called and won in, in the last 25 years, and we've definitely shared space. We definitely shared space, and, of course, me being there in Bristol, Connecticut, and you being a Connecticut legend, a UConn legend, um, it was just a, a big moment to for you to be drafted, you know, by the Timberwolves in the first round, you know, and um, and then watch your career blossom um, and it was just, you know, I don't know, memory lane, right? No question about it. So it, it is good to talk, chat with you. And it was great to see you, uh, you know, at the, the Hall of Fame with Paul Pierce. What was that like for you, Ray? Um, the Hall of Fame is like a high school reunion uh, now for us. You know, I, I remember like one of the first events I, I was going to. And I was telling my kids a story about one of the first games I went to uh, in L.A. against the Pistons back in 88, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on the floor shooting. <laughs> and then we're at this dinner, Hall of Fame dinner, and he walks in. And, you know, I'm already retired and, you know, around professional life for so long, and he walks in the room, and you're thinking, you know, I'm trying to get my son's attention. Like, Kareem just walked in. Look, at it's Kareem. And so it never gets old when you go – to the Hall of Fame induction weekend, and you, you see a lot of guys you played with and against. Um, you get to talk about games, and at the end of the day, you know it's it, it's fascinating to be able to share space with these guys because it, you know, it, you just play the game for a living. Um, but what matters more is the the, the time you spent. Um, your family's got to know each other, seeing kids grown up. Um, it, it's it's just a special experience that. 
you know, you cherish and you get that once every weekend in the summer. And, you know, it's every year it's going to be somebody new and, you, you know, it's forever now. What's it mean, though, to be there and a teammate goes in, though? Uh, a guy that you won a, a championship, you 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 hoisted the Larry O B with, in Paul Pierce. You know, it's it's. Um, I, I think it's it's somewhat humbling because you know a guy you played with goes in and you realize, you say to yourself like, oh, so we were really good, we were really that good. <laughs> yes. Because you don't think about being in the Hall of Fame when you're playing, but afterwards when you start to sum it up, you're like, and on that team was three or four Hall of Famers. You're like, yeah, we should have won the championship. How many should we have won? Because you know history after it tells its story, it it will come back and tell the story of how great of careers that that you and your teammates had that ultimately, you know, it sets you apart from everybody else. And, you know, yeah, I would have loved to win more while I played, but at the end of the day, we won once. I won once in Miami, and, and, and that was enough to just kind of, for me, put the icing on the cake in my career. Yeah, Ray, Ray Allen here on the Rich Eisen Show. You know, I was referring to Paul Pierce. Could have easily been referring to Chris Bosh as well going yeah. in, in in that class. And, you know, there it, it's kind of front and center as well right now, Ray, with Tom Brady returning to New England this weekend and how he left and – you know, whether there's uh, hard feelings and when everybody can come together. Where, where does that all stand with you? Uh, you know, obviously you and Pierce are, are cool. Where does that all stand with you and the rest of the Celtics team, you know? Well, I, you know, I, I've said, you know, from the moment I left, like it was a great opportunity for me uh, as my career was uh, winding down. Um, when you go through free agency, you have to figure out the, the best uh, uh landing uh, going forward and uh, you know there's only for me at that time it was only so many uh, possibilities and so as as we move forward it was you just assume that everybody wishes you well and, and you know people hate to see you go you know I've been traded you know before um, and you just know it's a business it always is. And teams that trade you are always going to trade you because they think that, you know, bringing somebody else in for you, a couple of people or just one is better for their team going forward. And so you always know it's a business. And at that point for us, you, you think the same way, like we got to figure out the best way we can to, you know, have a soft landing spot where we have put ourselves in a situation to win. So um, I, I've never had any bad blood. Um, I do get that sentiment from uh, some of my past teammates and from, you know, people in Boston. But I think that is spurned by, you know, certain players still, you know, having animosity. Um, And I I made uh, connection to, you know, like the Pistons when they won in uh, 2004. They forever chop it up with each other and, and they keep it going. That's Whenever you win, that's what it should be all about. And for me, at some point, it's got to get to that, that we've won together and we've grown together, we've lost together. And, you know, winning the championship always keeps you connected and keeps you bonded. And that should be what we should be talking about. Ray Allen here on the Rich Eisen Show, um, Basketball Hall of Famer. And, Ray, you know, now Doc Rivers, as we know, is in Philadelphia, and he's got a player that says he's done there in Ben Simmons. And we could go back and forth as to – as to what's going on there, um, but essentially the 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 Simmons story is um, 
not his inability to shoot, but on occasion his his lack of want to shooting and or lack of confidence. And I'd love to ask you, one of the greatest shooters of all time, did you ever lose confidence in your shot? Does does a, a, a pure shooter ever lose confidence in his shot, Ray Allen? Um, I, I never le- lost confidence in my shot. I think it was more about the opportunity to shoot um, because when you're in situations, sometimes you you um, you do have that opportunity removed from you in certain situations. Um, he uh, Ben is such a young player with such a huge upside. Uh, the thing that I know about shooting is I, I remember a time when I couldn't shoot. So from that time to, till I got to college and then from there on in, I understood what it was that I did going forward. Now I would just work at it, just figure out. So I knew I covered every angle that I could on the court because I knew at some point there was going to be a position I was going to be in, and I didn't want that to be a weakness. And so, you know, the the – the, the things that have been said about Ben, uh, the problems he's had in the playoffs, it should sting enough uh, from this summer to hear about trade talk, to get him in a gym and to just be working on it and, you know, kind of recreating, you know, who he is, re-evolving into uh, a, 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 a different player. Because, you know, a couple, two years in, the league figures the game out and then they try and take away your strong suit. So he's got to start to uh, evolve and adapt. When did you not know how to shoot like when what, like when you were three is that when it was right like when 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 did you not have a shot when was that point um <laughs> well i mean when i was a kid i always loved putting the ball in the basket but it was difficult because um i was just trying to figure out just i had love for the game so i think more than anything it's just trying to figure out how to to work at shooting because when I got to college, I've seen guys that were better shooters than me. And then they, I, I watched them, how they shot, you know, Brian Fair, Danielle Marshall, Scott Burrell, you know, I watched those three guys work out and I said, I, I can't even do that. You know, they, they will go around the horn and not miss a shot. And I was like, I'm not that consistent. And so I had to learn that, that, that consistency. So it's just him getting in the gym is what your suggestion would be that just get in the gym in a way That's that it. he's he's yeah he's got to find his niche on the court and where he's comfortable shooting posting up like working on that and just doing it till not till he gets it right till he can't get it wrong you know so when you get into a game like he's comfortable taking that shot and knocking it down Ray Allen here on the Rich Eisen show uh, so many people listening to us and watching us right now Ray uh, either have diabetes know somebody who has diabetes or potentially like you are a parent to a child um, who was diagnosed with diabetes at 17 months old. Your son Walker's now 14. I will give you the floor on, on how um, you are monitoring your son and how the technology from Abbott is helping. Well, we're, we're thankful because, you know, Walker, he, since he was diagnosed, we figured the technology has grown tremendously since 2008 and you're you're thinking about all these things that we can do with the cell phones and you know all this this great top technology uh being able to dial up and order so many different things and now uh, we partnered up with abbott and we have this new freestyle libre too that allows us to check monitor his his blood sugar uh on a daily basis so you know right now um 
you know, we've just integrated into this, uh, this new monitoring system, and it has an iPhone app now. So as we're sitting here now, we can, um, we can look at his numbers while he's at school, so we don't, have to, um, uh, we don't have to sit here and wonder what he is or run to school and, and, and check his fingers. Like right now, you know, his number is 136. And and that allows us to have more uh, more ease when dealing with his with his diabetes. So uh, for anybody that wants to know, you could uh, the the Freestyle Libre Two iPhone app can be downloaded at the App Store and it's free. And uh, if anybody wants more information, um, you can get a free sample of the Freestyle Libre Two and uh, go on the Freestyle Libre Two dot US and. Um, if anybody wants more information, but it certainly made uh, our existence a lot, a lot easier when dealing with diabetes and, and, and it's given Walker a sense of independence. Love it. Freestyle Libre 2.us. He's 14. When do you plan on showing him he got game, right? When do you plan uh, on that? That to sell, Rich. Whoa. 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 Wow. Yeah. Okay. The whole thing? Yeah, like- I remember. You, you got to remember everything they have access to on YouTube. Like, I, I remember about four or five years ago, I'd come in a room, he's got his iPad, and he's looking at all my highlights. So if he's looking at my highlights, that means he's tapping in the uh, Google and everything pops up. So he sees it all. You know, you can't hide anything from these kids. You say it, you see it, they they, they pull it up on on the Internet. So um, you you all you can do is just kind of just try to explain the situations and, and, and hope they understand it. But, you know, I think he got game – is one of those movies that it means something different to you as a kid, and then when you go through your teen years, and then your your adult years, because you some scenarios you don't understand until you get in a situation like that, and then get past it, and then you can appreciate it more. So, um, it's one of those movies that's going to dispense knowledge to him over the years. Has he uh, asked you when when do I go on my college visit, Dad? <laughs> Has he asked you that question? Right? That yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and 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 you know because there's four boys i got four of them okay and yep. yeah right. my 17 year old is he's certainly looking forward to it as well <laughs> <laughs> um, you just remember we live in miami so oh boy oh gosh. okay yes don't take your kids on a boat out in the key biscayne anytime soon and not expect them to uh be distracted by what's going on on the water oh <laughs> Man, okay, yeah, life comes at you fast. There's no question yeah, about that. But here's here's the great thing, mm-hmm. you know, as parents, you know, now you you can get anything, you could that pull anything up on the internet. So you you got to be willing to have the conversations and not say, oh, well, wait till you get older. Yep. You know, it, it's a real live conversation because if you don't explain it to them, then one of their friends will. I don't know. I would basically say, get Uncle Spike on the phone and explain it. You know. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my gosh. Um, Ray Allen here on the Rich Eisen Show in our first hour is about to come to a close. And I just want to keep you for just one more minute on Peacock. Certainly we're on the subject matter as Michael Irvin's about to join us here. So um, in that regard, um, do you got a, any concept? Have you ever spoken to Spike Lee and those who are listening to us on our radio that's about to go in about 10 seconds? Ray, I'm kind of tap dancing for that. Can go to our YouTube stream for the answer to this question. But have you um, ever spoken to Spike Lee about maybe doing a reboot or some form of a He Got Game 2 to see what Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth is up to right now? 
Yeah, we we I see Spike at least two or three times a year, and we talk about it. Like Spike and I were at Obama's birthday party on the Vineyard, mm-hmm. and uh, we sat at the same table. We 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 have exchanged so many different ideas. Um, it, you know, one one of the the caveats was getting Denzel back on board, mm-hmm. and um, that's been the struggle. Just trying to convince him to to jump back on and do part two. So. Um, otherwise, other than that, we're going to have to figure out another way. But you know, we we talk about it all the time. So you would totally be up for that, right? I mean, what what do you, what do you where would Jesus be right now in you and Spike's vision as you're sitting there, um, you know, having a tray pass at the Obama's party? You know, so what is the concept that you can well, share? Well, I mean, there's a couple different angles, uh, but it always involves uh, a child of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's a boy or girl is, is the issue, um, but they kind of have next. So the kind of like he or she got game. Um, and obviously there's so much subject matter uh, that, that applies that has, we've dealt with over the last 15, 20 years that you can, you can push into the to forefront, especially when it comes to sports, nice. you know, because right now we haven't had a great sports movie um, that, that is real. Uh, that involves the professional aspect to the college, to the to the high school, because right now, especially with NFTs and NILs and um, all these different mm. abbreviations, uh, there's so much happening that that changes that has changed the landscape of sports. And um, there's a human side to it. You know, how does, how does it affect the kids? You know, what the kids are dealing with on on college campuses nowadays, and, and even you look at the AAU programs. Um, you know, you know, kids that that are great in AAU don't end up good in college. You know, they're transferring. It's just so much to talk about. And Spike and I have had these conversations. So, you know, it's gonna. It's just. I think it's one of those things that when you just a little bit of patience, and I think it's gonna happen. Um, so we, I'm hoping that that it wow. happens. All of and, us uh, too. All of us too. And Ray. Appreciate the time. It's been too long. Everybody should go to freestylelibre2.us to help uh, battle diabetes and check on it. Thanks for the call, Ray. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Rich. That's the gr- it's a great Ray Allen, Michael Irvin coming up.